Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, the club looking to emulate Elvis, the Beatles, Queen, Cliff Richard, Michael Jackson, the Spice Girls, Westlife, Ed Sheeran and many others and be Christmas number one. But all I want for Christmas is not the Scottish Cup. It's you, Mark Donaldson. That was a lie, actually. I'd, I'd probably take the Scottish Cup. What was that all about? I, I was wondering where the heck you were going with that. <laughs> That's what people think when they listen to us every week and we start going <laughs> off on a tangent. Um, oh, yeah. Tangent before I even talk, and it wasn't me this time. Was that tangent in what? what first sentence? Yeah, because there was yeah your audible punctuation there was there was no full stop or period as they say over here in America. Uh, yeah, hello, hello. Um, it's been a while. Normally we we were six, seven, eight, nine, ten days between episodes, but we're 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 longer than that this time because we had our Robbie special last time out. Um, and and apologies if if you're expecting someone like really good or really famous, but it's just us again. It's just us again. Just for this week, we've got more special guests planned, but we have to bring you down to earth again from time to time. We can't keep giving you things. We have to give you normality. Uh, Just throw it in, sprinkle a little bit of normality every second or third week. And all those new subscribers that signed up (laughs) from the Robbie Nielsen episode have hit stop. Um, (laughs) Welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel. We do not have... Uh, the Hearts head coach, or, or anyone else on this week. And we do, as Mark says, want to mix it up, so it will sometimes just be us, um, as it was for the first, what was it, 80-something episodes. Was it Ryan McGowan who came? For Or was it Joel Sked? I can't remember who came on first. Um, Stefan Adam. I suppose, yeah, although that was an extra, uh, an interview. Um, and I wasn't okay. on that, so... No, times double then. <laughs> so, this week we will be talking uh, Scottish Cup scheduling. Um, no, not quite Scottish Cup 2020-21, although as we've come on air there has been some news about revamping that, but haven't had a chance to properly read it, so we're not going to be doing that. We're still going to be talking about last season's Scottish Cup, or is it this season's? I can't quite tell because we've got some seasons still being played, we've got other seasons not it's a season 2019-20 Scottish Cup um, we'll talk about Jim Jeffries who has returned to Hearts I know this was sort of last week's news but it came out just around the time or just after I think we were speaking to Robbie Nielsen for the last show and we might if we have time um, return to the Hearts Strip World Cup which what? just which, From that was in 1986 we had that Strip World Cup. Well, it, it, someone mentioned when are you going to finish it, and now I kind of feel like I should because one person brought it up. Do you know uh, what? It's like it's like the Scottish Cup. We've had one round, yes. but we've decided we must finish it, and the winner is the Celtic away strip, 1985-86. <laughs> and by the way, the revamp to the Scottish Cup. Um, they're talking. I mean. They, they, it's just it's just been posted on STV um, news by Raman Bardwaj about their plans um, for for a potential new Scottish Cup. It's incredible. They're only going to invite one team, and that team must be based in the east end of Glasgow and must play near a velodrome. <laughs> incredible. That's the only team that's allowed to enter, um, so they can get their quintuple quadruple treble. 
or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Indeed. Um, so we won't get into next season's Scottish Cup yet because there's enough to tackle. But you're right. I mean, I suppose the Strip World Cup was only last season or the season that never finished. So I guess in theory, by the logic applied elsewhere in Scottish football, we can just choose to continue yeah. that competition. I mean, you know, we could, we could, you, know, you can pick and choose. Apparently, you end the league, end that <laughs> league, but we'll finish that cup. So, um, anyway. yeah, and it, it doesn't it doesn't feature the new Hearts away kit, which was um, which was shown off this morning, and later on we will we will discuss that. Indeed. Okay, first up, so the Scottish Cup dates were released this week, and it's interesting. It's interesting, Mark, that in the the week the the days where this arbitration is taking place um the sfa are just firing out updates and doing so much other things apparently it's 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 odd timing that isn't it or or maybe it's not odd timing when we wanted to kind of hear from them they were very quiet and uh now when we're not really fussed for hearing from them um they're, they're all over the place with with press releases every day but we have dates now for uh, for the scottish cup semi and final Yes, and I should mention before we get to that, arbitration, which I briefly mentioned, we're not talking about, talking about that right this moment because we're recording late afternoon on Friday and everyone is currently refreshing their Twitter feeds, um, <laughs> hoping for an update. And we're in the same boat, so we don't want to start talking about it um, only to find in a few hours something else has come out. So we aren't discussing the arbitration unless we... We ourselves, as we refresh our Twitter feeds during this podcast, find some definitive news. So that was just a quick sidebar. In terms of the Scottish Cup, yes, yeah, so semi-finals confirmed is taking place on the 31st of October and the 1st of November with the final to be played uh, Sunday the 20th of December. Hence my ridiculous uh, opening to this podcast. Hamden set as the venue at the moment still for all the games and kickoffs to be decided. And of course, it's Aberdeen Celtic and it's Hearts Hibs and they haven't set at the moment who will be playing Saturday, who will be playing Sunday. But I understand the European fixtures for the two teams who will be in Europe could play a big part in that. So Hearts League campaign restarts on the 17th of October, whereas Hibs are in the Premiership um, will be in action from the 1st of October, uh, 1st of August, sorry. This is all, unless there's a huge um, upheaval from this arbitration. Uh, albeit, as well, there will be Betfred Cup action from the 6th of October. Now, I mentioned this on Twitter, and it's one of these where I think whatever came out from the Scotch Cup scheduling, I think I was going to be irritated by it, and Hearts fans were going to be irritated by it, because... We're playing this competition, but not others, and Hearts start their season a couple of months after the Premiership Club. So it was very unlikely they were going to come out with something that wasn't going to irk Hearts fans especially. But it has come out, and it has irked us on the whole. <laughs> How much will that affect things? The fact that you know, Hibs will be almost three months into their season um, by that point. Hearts will be two weeks into their season. Okay, let, let me put some semblance of neutrality into this very maroon and white podcast. In fact, One, four months, sorry. It's, it's August this time, sorry. Good. 
they begin in August, we begin at the start of October. Yes, our first league game is likely to be the 17th of October, but Robbie will want the players as fit as possible. Um, he now has the opportunity, unlike in previous seasons for managers who can sometimes use the League Cup group stages, if you're not in Europe, as part of your pre-season, uh, there's, there's no reason for Hearts, assuming they get to the go-ahead sooner rather than later to, to return to, to full training and with, with contact. There's no reason why Hearts pre-season can't be in, in September. Now, it's going to be a bit of an issue trying to find fixtures. Uh, given that most other teams that we'd want to play will probably be playing again. So the fixtures might be against teams from League One and, and League Two, maybe even against uh, teams from the Championship. So those are it's not going to be League Cup ties that, that Hearts are going to get their fitness from. It's it's, it's going to be your, your pre-season friendly. So they will, or they should, be able to have a, a decent and a proper pre-season to get them ready so that game one of the season is not on the 17th of October, it's at the start of October and it's the first of our League Cup um, group stage games. So that's fine. Now, I've been thinking a fair bit about this this week and I, I saw the kind of the reaction when the dates were announced from, from Heart supporters and I have to say it caught me off guard a little bit because I think you hit the nail on the head with, with your comments, regardless of what dates they were going to come out with, it wasn't going to be satisfactory for, for everyone. That, that's, that's fine. Um, 31st of October and, and 1st of November, I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. Because when else are you going to play it? Are you going to play it mid-November? Look, they could easily have come out and said, you know what, we're going to play the Scottish Cup at the end of September, or we're going to play it at the start of October, when Hearts hadn't even played a single game yet. That would not have surprised me given everything else that, that's gone on. So I think it's fine. It's not ideal, but there is no date that was that was going to be ideal. Some would say, well, if you're having the final on the 20th of December, why can't you have the semis later in November? That's fine. I, I, I totally get that. I don't know what their reasoning was as far as playing it that date um, or those dates, the 31st of October and, and the 1st of November. But I think, I think I'm not saying there's been an overreaction this week, but I was surprised at the reaction that there was. We're going to have to play them sometime, and I'd much rather it was it was during the season, and it, it, and it will be. Um, you, you've got to be as fit as possible um, at that stage of the season. That, that's when you're going to be your fittest. You've probably had three or four, because if we're playing League Cup ties, I would imagine that's midweek Saturday, midweek Saturday. Then you've got your, your league campaign beginning on the 17th. So I would imagine Hearts have probably played five or six if they're not up to speed by then, I don't think there are many excuses. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I wasn't overly impressed with the dates, but as you say, now they've decided to play it, there probably wasn't going to be any that came out that I would have been happy with. And it's one of these where I guess it's it's frustration around the fact that I still feel and I maintain that the Scottish Cup is... They've went out of their way to to make the Scottish Cup from last season um, a completed tournament for one team's benefit. Now, that team might end up not winning it, of course, um, and the other three teams are in with a shout, you know? Uh, But their desperation to finish this tournament to the the point where we're going to be playing it halfway through the next season, and depending on what they do, I mean, if the Scottish Cup did follow last season's schedule, which it doesn't sound like it will, but if it did, you'd be already at, what, round three before the last season's tournament finished 
you know, because by the end of October yeah. last year, the second round had been completed, and by the end of November, the third round had been completed. Um, so it, it just seems a bit bonkers in that way. But I, I, and some people have said Hearts should boycott it. It's not going to happen. I mean, we're... Oh, come on now. We've got a chance to beat Hibs in the exactly. semi-final. And if you listen to our, the, our last podcast, you heard exactly what that fixture means to Robbie Nielsen. Come on now. Let, let's not... Let, Let's not kind of take the, the moral high ground and, and, oh, we'll boycott this. Come on. Let's just play the game. You know what? Give them two fingers. Let's go and beat Hibs, beat Celtic or Aberdeen in the final. Then what happens? I've been trying to work this out. Scottish Cup winners got a place in Europe. Europe's already started. What, what, what's the, I'm looking, honestly, right now, there's a, there's a Dutch guy called Bert Cassis, and he's got a wonderful UEFA site. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering what happens to the Cup winners Position now. Well, bear in mind, if it's, Cel- it's, well, if, it, if, it's Celtic, if it's Celtic, win it like it was last year. Hearts don't get the European spot by by being runners up. That that rule is now gone. It used <laughs> Assuming to be- we're getting to the final already. Well, look, let's think. Pause. You can't get to the final if you boycott it. Um, so, so what happens to the European spot? Does it go to a, a league position? Because if Hearts or Hibs, because Hibs aren't, weren't getting a, a European spot. Um, if Hearts or Hibs, one of them's going to be in the final, win the Scottish Cup, what happens to the European place? Maybe it's already been decided. Maybe I missed that. I'm yeah, not sure. they, they won't be. There won't be a European place for it. Basically, I can't remember when or who, but um, it was it was mentioned before because I'm sure it, it must have been by now. So that's um, yeah. I'd have to go and search for it. But I'm sure it came up before, and I'm, I've seen it before that it's confirmed there wouldn't be... Oh, here we go. May the 2nd, UEFA has told the SFA that the Europa League spot held by the Scottish Cup must be given to the next highest-placed yeah. league team. And that was... Yeah, I must have missed that. That was, that was May the 2nd. So, yeah, and forget this boycott nonsense. Let's just go and play it. We have to play it sometime, and, and we, we should be fit enough. Let, let's go and beat them. I think you can still moan about the whole thing, the whole, the whole fact they've they have made an effort to keep this cup going, apparently, or it seems anyway, mainly to please Celtic. And you can have a gripe with all that, but still say, well, when it comes around, we are still going to be there, and we're still obviously going to be wanting Hearts to to win. Um, so it's there; it, it's in the calendar. It will be bizarre, and obviously, you know, it could be Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, or Hibs who end up lifting it. It will be bizarre for anyone, whether it's Hearts or any other teams, winning a Scottish Cup. The weekend before Christmas, it just seems. I, I can't get. I, I guess it's maybe preparing us for these big for a big tournament happening in in the winter um, very soon over in in Dubai, uh, over even Dubai, sorry, over in Qatar. But can you imagine that Christmas it's Sunday? So it's like what five days before Christmas. I don't think we'll get a. Do you think we'll get a parade if we win it? <laughs> Socially distanced parade. We'll have to start it in. Uh, they'll have to start it in the city chambers and go a circuitous route via Balerno and the Pentland Hills and Pennycook, so that everyone is spaced out enough. Spaced out enough. That could be taken in two different ways. Um, <laughs> so that they're socially. Oh my goodness! I've got this visual thought in if my head win, now. If, <laughs> if we win the Scottish <laughs> Cup on the twentieth of December this year, I think. A lot of people will be spaced out. I'll be spaced out. Oh goodness! It's 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 just it's weird. Now we kind of we kind of are able to focus on football again. 
Um, we know that there are dates in place now. And it's not ideal that we're not kicking off on, on August the 1st, but we weren't good enough last season. It wasn't fair that we, we weren't even relegated when we were demoted. But, that, but that's the way it is. And while I think we will we will win the championship and hopefully with some gusto, um, I'd love to see us. I'd love to see us in the cup final. That that would be two aims: to win the championship um, with some style, but also not to win the cup. I just want to get to the cup final because that would mean beating Hibs, and, and then we'll we'll take our chances in the cup final against Aberdeen or or Celtic. But they, they kind of make it up as they go along, don't they, with the, the, the rules and the law changes about if you've played in the cup for another uh, team, yeah. you can play a guess for See, this for, is where it gets, this team. It gets problematic with, with that because they couldn't really say... It would be... I don't know. It, it, it would be hard for them to say if you played in the Scottish Cup last season, you categorically can't because for all they know, one of the teams could go and completely rejig their squad and half of their new starting 11 played for different clubs last year. Um, you know, I, d- I don't think it will happen for any of the teams, but say Hearts brought in, which I don't think we will, but if we brought in five new players, all turned up to be turned out to be first choice and were the on-form players going to the semi-final, but all five players had played for someone else in last season's Scottish Cup. It would be a bit bizarre then to say, well, they can't play, but half your squad, for instance, who played in that cup has now left, so you can't use them. Um, but then it is a bit bizarre the fact you know Johnny Hayes is going to play yep. against Celtic and he started the season mm-hmm. playing at Celtic. At Celtic, I didn't actually check if he played in the Scottish Cup for them, but might well have. Um, I don't so think Craig Gordon played for Celtic. He, he didn't. We checked that when no. we were talking about him signing. But it so just it, bit... it would have it would have probably benefited us um, because Hiberni would probably be with. I'm sure Kevin Nisbet would have played for Dunfermline, Gogic for. For Hamilton, look, the transfer window's up until the fifth of October, so there's 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 still time to to add to our squad, and if we add players, um, and I, I think he's after. Well, he said that to us. He's he, he's after um he's after two or three players, and if they've played in the competition before, then it doesn't really matter. So again, I, I want to try and take a balanced viewpoint to a lot of things this week because there's been a lot of hysteria over the last few months, and quite rightly so, given some of the nonsensical decisions. That have been made, um, but as far as the Scottish Cup dates are concerned, we get on with it. Uh, as far as the boycotts are concerned, come on, let's not be stupid. Um, and who knows? By that stage, um, the SFA have, have probably sent us down to the 17th division of the Lowland League um, <laughs> after we took them to court. So yeah, we'll, we'll just enjoy playing against Gallifrey, Dean, Peebles Rovers, and various other teams if that's the case. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on uh, from the from the Scottish Cup. Uh, last week, we heard the news that uh, a certain Jim Jeffries had returned to Tynecastle. Returned again. He's always returning to Tynecastle. Uh, which firstly put on hold a search for a, a sporting director. And I'll, I'll quickly take a, a snippet from the, the Hearts official website on this. Um, it is well known that we have been working on the recruitment of a full-time sporting director. However, given the time pressures and escalating costs of the ongoing challenge to our relegation, coupled with the reopening of various parts of Tynecastle and Orium, we've decided to put our recruitment process on hold for now. Such an important decision deserves our full focus and uninterrupted attention, which right now 
is simply not possible. We thank all of those who have expressed an interest in the position and we look forward to picking up discussions when we revisit the process in a few months' time. Uh, it also goes on and talks about, um, you know, to ensure that Robbie has, and I quote, all the time he needs to work and focus on his first team squad ahead of the start of the 2021 season. Jeffries has been brought in. Uh, now, this is a part-time role on a six-month basis. His job will be to give Anne Budge and the board advice and guidance on a range of footballing matters. And apparently he will also work closely with Anne during the transfer window to, and I quote again, help make the changes to the squad that Robbie feels are needed. Now, this is a man that, obviously it's a, a common turn of phrase around Tynecastle, but he bleeds maroon, um, a player for almost a decade, two spells as manager, 310 appearances as a player, 301 games as a manager over two spells, won the cup in 98, led Hearts to three top three places. Now, I looked at his full seasons in charge and it's actually very impressive when you look at that um fourth fourth third sixth third third so top four in five of his six full campaigns and after a couple of years in charge of Dunfermline he spent the last three and a half years in a sporting director role at Edinburgh City um celebrates his 70th birthday in November and it was nice actually just quickly mention Edinburgh City as well their chairman Jim Brown had some nice words on it and said I would like to thank Jim for being a major part of the club and helping us develop and transition from the Lowland League to becoming an established SPFL side. Challenging at the top of League 2, Jim's experience really has been second to none and he will always be a major part of the club's story. While there is, of course, sadness to see Jim depart, even when I persuaded him to get involved with the club in 2017, I thought that we only ever had him on loan from Hearts as my feeling was that he would be needed there at some point in the future has to be a good move doesn't it mark to get someone like that back into the club who you know people talk about knowing the club or being familiar with the club not being a huge thing and then a lot of times it's not but for a role like that i think it does have an impact and also jim knows football very well he does it's a perfect fit it's a short-term deal so it gives both a chance to see if it's, it's going to work out Listening to, to Craig Levine on Sports Sound uh, a few weeks ago when he did his first interview since being uh, um, let go from Hearts at the end of his contract, and, and he was talking about um, how when they when they tried to replace him, um, the interview process, and Anne wasn't happy um, with those who interviewed. She didn't think that there was enough quality coming out of those interviews that persuaded her. Uh, her that the next person was was there who she'd interviewed. Maybe it was the same for for the director of football. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, we don't know. Um, but she, she's a shrewd businesswoman. And if she's not 100% convinced, then she'll not take a risk. She'll not take a gamble. Um, look, there's no point in, in going back and, and going over old ground with regards to the appointment of, of, of Craig Levine. But with this... Maybe she's decided, you know what, we can either save some money by not doing this right now. Um, we've got someone like Jim who can do it on a part-time basis. And I think it's important, listening to Robbie with us um, last week, he was talking about uh, Jim Jeffries, and he mentioned uh, the, how good the relationship was between them as well. With, with someone like Daniel Stendhal, you have to start, relationships from scratch and hopefully you can build them and, and they can be excellent relationships 
you don't need to start a relationship from scratch with Jim Jeffries because you've already got that relationship. He knows the club. Robbie knows him. He knows Robbie. He knows the Scottish football scene. So it, it, it just works. It, it's ideal. Um, I just the, the biggest thing for me is that Jim Jeffries is able to take the role because obviously with his health concerns yeah. um, from a few months ago, I love the fact that he's, he's, he's back up. He's fully healthy. Um, and he, he says he's as fit as he can remember. He's certainly fitter now, according to him, than, than he was before his health scare. So Sometimes I'm just delighted it that, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, people of, of course, it, it's a shock. It's get a shock scared to the system, system don't yeah, they? Yeah, 100%. Um, it makes you kind of reassess things. And um, and, and Jim's got a, a new lease of life. Um, the effervescence of youth has, has returned with him. And the other thing is, as well, the passion he has for, for our football club. Um, he'll He'll do everything he can to work with Robbie to try and, and get the best players available. And mm-hmm. also with the board as well. I think the, re- the, the respect that he has among uh, those on the Hearts board as well, um, I think I, I, it just makes total sense. And You know what? It could end up being more than six months. Whether it's more than, than part-time, I don't know. That'll be up to Jim to decide if it's something that, that he wants on his plate. I'm not sure it would be at this stage of his life. It would inter- interfere with his golf too much. <laughs> um, because he is a bandit on the course, by all accounts. Um, so I, I just think it's 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 the perfect appointment right now. And let's reassess at the start of the year, see where we are. And you know what? If it doesn't work, then it was worth the it was worth the the not the risk, but it was worth the chance being taken to to see how it's going to play out. Yeah, Jim Jeffries himself said. And now taking this um, from the Hearts website, somebody said to me, "It's your club. You can't turn it down." There was never any chance of that. It also went on to say, I wasn't looking for anything full on as a sporting director or anything like that. The situation is great and she's given me, and that's talking about Anne, a specific task to do, which is to help her because she's got a lot on her plate with other things, as you could imagine. Robbie knows the club as well as me and if he needs any support, uh, there will be no interference. It'll be a case of if they need anything or any advice, then I'm there. It's a difficult time. We've just got to plan for what we know. Robbie's got to have the final say on players. Robbie will want to bring in his own players and we've got to support him to do that and find out how we best can do that. So I think it's clear. And I think you've said before, Mark, Robbie obviously likes having someone above him to assist in that side of things. So he is very much in the head coach mould as opposed to the old traditional British manager that does everything Alex Ferguson style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and listening to Craig Levine again on that podcast, that was something he spoke about in that he was asked, does he have any regrets about taking the manager's job when he did? And he said, the only thing I probably would have done differently is, is said, look, I can't do the director of football role at the same time because as he subsequently found out there was a whole pile of things that he never got round to because mm-hmm. um, he was focusing on the managerial job so he was also asked was there any team interference when Robbie was 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 coach and he, and he said no now I've got no doubt that that Robbie would have, have sought guidance uh, yeah. from him um but as far as his team so I, I believe him with that I think Robbie, so I. I think yeah. I think there's a difference between someone being there who might and I would I would guarantee there's been signings that Craig Levine probably put to him. Well, he's director of football. Which he's that, director of football. Ultimately, that's what a director of exactly. football does. And listening 
listening to Jock Brown on, on Sports Sound as well. They were talking about him um, being general manager in the year that Celtic stopped 10 in a row. And he says, ultimately, now when I look back on that general manager role, it was probably an early director of football role because he was involved with that. So, yeah, there's that. And there's, look, there was a narrative to be had by the West of Scotland um, media. Remember when Cathro was up coaching, I think, yeah. at Pataudry and, and John Daly, I think, was sat beside Craig Levine and there were messages passed down and, and various other things. I, I'm not, I'm not having that that happened on a regular basis with, with, with Robbie. Um, if, if at all, I don't know, but Ro- Robbie's his own man. It certainly won't happen now. And if there's any team discussions to be had, Jim Jeffries and Robbie Nielsen will have them on a Friday or a Saturday morning. Jim won't be upstairs. I'm not sure Jim even knows how to send. Well, he, he knows how to send a message because I got one back when I when I wished him well for for um, coming out of, of hospital. But I did send a text and a WhatsApp. I only got a text back, so it would have to be basic stuff. WhatsApp messages to Robbie when he's in the dugout from from Jim Jeffries. That's maybe a little bit too technological for him. Are you saying that he can he can hook up with us via Skype or Zoom to, Jim, to have a chat? We're yeah? not. We're not getting an hour off Jim Jeffries. That's one answer. <laughs> that, that's a seven-parter for seven questions. You might see him around. Good muscle, my lad. I do see Billy Brown around um, fairly often. Uh, so, yeah, Jim, Jim will... You know, if you see Billy Brown around, he's probably following Jim somewhere, isn't he? So, uh, It's quite good. I, I was having to think about this, and um, I thought it might be a good for a potential homework would be your favourite Jim Jeffries memories but not specifically just the 98 cup final um because obviously he's been around hearts as a player two spells as manager so i don't know if that could be a good potential homework your favorite jim jeffrey's memories or moments be that as a player be that as a manager be that anything um and one immediately pops into my head is november 2010 hearts to celtic nil this is jeffrey's in his second spell and Hearts were 2-0 up, and he'd been sent to the stand, you know, typical Jim Jeffries fashion. I can't remember what, but we'd been arguing with an official about something. Um, and I don't know if it was a live TV game, and the camera goes to him towards the end of the game, and the Hearts song's ringing out. And you can see him singing, lo- singing along with the fans around him, still on his still on his gear, like his tracksuit and everything on. Um, and it's one of my one of my favourite Jeffries moments. Kind of, it's a, a famous Jeffries moment, really, I suppose. It's not a a left field one but it just showed his passion for hearts and he couldn't resist even though he was technically the head coach or manager at the time and he, and he had been sent to the stand there's a lot of, of different that's a good homework question there's a lot of different stories um and and i'd actually like to hear more from people who saw him as a player yeah um that's a good point. What, what i mean we kind of know he was wholehearted and, and whatever i believe he played in the in that game Don't, on New Year's yeah, Day, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah in, in 1973. But one th- one thing that that I remember um, was was 1995, and it was the toing and the froing between Hearts and Falkirk and Jim. Yes, then no, then yes, then no, then yes again. It, it seemed to we had a horrible season with with Tommy McLean, and it <laughs> we'd identified Jim. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I went. I remember going down with a few other pals to Derby against Hearts at the baseball ground, the three-all game. Um, and I think that was that was his first, not game in charge, but his first game since taking over. I'm sure he watched that from the stand. But it was a very protracted move um, from Falkirk, um, 
who was the the chairman? Um, Fulston, I think it was the big lad at uh, at Falkirk at the time, and he was adamant he's going he's going nowhere. And Robinson at the time was pretty confident we'd get him, but it went back and forward, and and he eventually he let his heart rule his head, and and thankfully he did, um, and that was the start of. Uh, Jim coming back to Tynecastle, having been there as a player, and what, less than three years later, we were celebrating in in May 1998. So yeah, so many good stories out there. Yeah, if if you have any memories um, of him as a player or as a manager or in a story about him, you know, let us know. At around the funnel is the Twitter address, and you can email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. I was going to say I'm not going to mention that game and I'm not going to mention the score or go into any depth on it, but you ever heard the, the rumours around that particular game? Which the, ones? The the game that Jeffrey's played in and the fact that... But, but what, what rumours? The, the fact that there was rumours that the game had been called off and the Hearts players got told this and were in the pub. Oh. Well, there's a rumour and it... I'm sure most of you know what game I'm referring to. A certain game that Hibs fans celebrate to this day in the 70s that happened at Tynecastle in Edinburgh Derby on New Year's Day um, about, oh Christ, almost 50 years ago now. And the rumours, and I need to look this up again because someone's told me before, the rumours are that they were, they, at that time they would have a dram in the pub before. It wouldn't be uncommon. So they congregated at a pub and would have a dram. And someone had filter through the news, the game's off. And the Hearts players had decided, well, fine, game's off, and had decided to have a few more drinks and a few more. And when it was discovered that the news was false or was fake or whatever, or someone got it wrong, they'd already had a few drinks. Now, I can't remember who told me this, and I can't remember what pub it was meant to be. Someone's probably told me years ago. But I just remember this rumour coming out before. Convenient though, isn't it? It is convenient, and it's a convenient excuse for what yeah. then happened on the field. But of course. if you've seen clips of that game, I tell you, it wouldn't, yeah, but, wouldn't surprise well, me. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen I've seen a chunk of the game, um, and Donald Park missed a chance early doors to put Hearts one 0 up, and and that it's not reminiscent. But I remember doing a commentary, and I, I've got no issue talking about the six two game at, at Easter Road. I was commentating for, for Radio 4. We were 1-0 up, and I'm sure it was Gary Wales who had a chance to make it 2-0 up. And and we would never have lost 6-2, um, I don't think. If, it, it changed the momentum. 1-0's fine uh, if you're behind. You still think you've got a decent chance. 2-0 mentally maybe changes, but I'm sure it was Gary Wales that had a chance to put Hearts 2-0 up at Easter Road. Uh, and, and then ultimately, having not taken it, we conceded six, and then the Hibs fans cheered uh, when we got our second goal late on. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, strange, stranger things have happened. I've, I've heard of players being in the pub or or having a drink or or whatever when they don't think they're playing, and they still end up on on the winning side. But I don't know. I think if you ask some of the Hearts players that they that played that day, um, those would be the only ones that would tell. <laughs> well, what, there what we go. Your, what good. were your movements? What were your movements, Jim? Three hours before the game, um, were you uh, were you in the pub? Um, because the the old firm game had been called off, and the weather, by all accounts, back then on that day wasn't the best. So maybe there was word that you know what the game's not going ahead. I don't know. 
I don't know, but there's the already the old firm derby had already been postponed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so it, it could be one of these tall tales that is just done the rounds and it started from someone making it up, and it's just. But if anyone else has heard it or knows anything more about it, then do do let us know on the the usual contacts. But yeah, the main thing, favorite Jim Je- Jeffries uh, moments and memories, and I assuming. I am assuming that it won't be associated with the match we're talking about. No, and and by the way, it doesn't appear that the Old Firm Derby was postponed because of the weather. It appears it was postponed as a number of Celtic players had the flu. So there you go. There you go. Now, let's move on to something that we are in, in SFA, SPFL fashion. We're going to renew our cup competition which was the best strip wasn't it so how, how did we phrase it again i can't remember what you how you hearts kit world cup hearts kit world cup indeed it's been so long i can't even remember what we called it uh, this is because i guess it's been reminded of the kit side of things with the fact that hearts have released an away kit which has not went down very well what do you think of it uh, I'm not a big fan. I, I mean, it's like it's it's not it's not h- horrific, but I wouldn't be buying it. I would have hoped for better, um, but it it's not the Rosebery one, which was God. No, no, um, and, and there have, there have been a number of others. A couple of things here. One, somebody suggested, why don't Hearts come up with four designs in future for an away kit um, mm-hmm. or a third kit or, or whatever, and get fans to vote for it if there's a clear. All the votes, or ninety-five percent of them, or whatever, then yeah. that's going to be a that's going to be a bestseller, like the Inter Milan away strip that, that that we had all those years ago. And two, I always make a point of buying the home kit to put money in the club's coffers, and also because I like to wear it around the house or or whatever. I wouldn't go out in 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 a kit. I'm forty-three years old. I have bigger boobs than my wife. I'm not going to be wearing a turquoise away kit right now. That's that's not something I'm prepared to do. Um, but. I'll buy it for my daughter. I think it's more designed not for 43-year-old men with bigger boobs than their wife, uh, but it's probably designed for the younger brigade uh, who like the brighter colours, not yeah. for us. It's just uh, it's not a big fan of the design. I of thought the it was the goalkeeper top. Yeah, I, when I, saw it. I guess we've we've had a lot of light blue goalie. It just it's a bit. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it's horrendous. It's just not. It looks like a kind of training top or a goalie top. Um, could have done better. Uh, but yeah, it moves us on to the fact that we now we started this. It's um, been knocked out in the preliminary round of the Hearts Kit World Cup, by the way. So it's not a got through to the round of six. No. So we are we we are at the round of sixteen. So we did the first, we did the round of thirty-two, the first round. That's been done. Yes. Um, so what we'll do, we'll, we'll put this on Twitter for voting again. Um, but if you could run through. The, you want the ties? The ties and remind us okay. where we're at. Okay, we're at the round of 16. So in the top half of the draw, here are the ties to be played the week before December 2028. <laughs> the Hearts Championship Home Kit. No sponsor. Great um, Retro badge, great kit. I'm, an, I'm so annoyed. I had that top. I bought it, you know, it first came out as, as thousands of us did, and I can't find the damn thing. Eh? I know. I don't know where. I, I, raging, raging. Okay, tough, tough draw. Um, 
the Hearts Championship home kit will face the 1998 Cup Final mm. away jersey. Okay, the first time. Synonymous with with that Cup Final, but also I, I do just I do love a very plain white away kit. Classic. It's the first time. The second one. 1986-87 Bukta home kit with the collar. Classic. Like that one. Will play the 95-97 to 97 home kit made by Pony. Thoughts? I'm trying to remember the 86-87 again. I, I've, got, I've just got a, a visual picture in my mind of Kenny Black. I don't know why it would be Kenny uh, assisting a... Um, for Robo or, or whatever. And the uh, 95 to 97, was that the one that was striped with, well, slightly striped with a slightly different shade? The maroon, yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's the thing. If you remember the cup, the Coca-Cola Cup final we played against Rangers, um, that was the first time I can recall us playing in a, in a maroon. Now, I know it was snowing that day and it was wet and, and whatever, and it was maybe a bit shade darker, but... Th- that was a different colour from, from, from this one. From the yeah, that was like a kind of warm-up for the 97-98 season kit almost, wasn't it? That It just had this beautiful dark maroon. Um, but yeah, you're right. The 95-97 home pony kit had different kind of a lighter shade and then a slightly darker shade yeah. of, of kind of striped maroons. Yeah. I think so of when I see... When I, second time. I think of Robo scoring in the Coca-Cola Cup game. The yeah. semi against you know he scores that extra time winner against Celtic yes. um that's what I kind of immediately jumps into my head when I think of that kit yeah it's they're not in the same league uh, I don't think either of them are in the same league as the two we just spoke about but oh, that's why that's, it was a draw taking yeah. place uh, in front of Ava Grace who assured <laughs> that there was no skullduggery or jiggery pokery going on but you're going to have good ones against good ones and and average ones against average I like ones the call, i like the i like the callers because actually the 86 87 was pretty much it was almost the same as 85 86 but it had a proper collar didn't it rather than the kind of v-neck yeah so i do like a proper collar and i think we've had that with everyone you've mentioned so far haven't you because 97 98 was a Average proper have had a collar uh 798 had a collar yeah, uh, yeah all four had a it's collar. a tough one they're both Two tough games there, but I wouldn't see either of these winning it. But um, tough one. I'd probably lean towards ninety, the ninety-five, ninety-seven. I, okay, I'd go. Yeah. I'd go the other way. I'd have the championship over the the cup final one. I so just would love I. that. Yeah. The only one thing I would have loved on the championship was a stitched badge, um, rather than a, a kind of pressed on whatever it was old badge. Because um, they went the, for the old-fashioned one for that. They did, well, and then. I would have loved it to have been stitched. But that's just nitpicking. So that's the first two ties. Okay, yep. We've been we've been speaking of the League Cup final, and um, that's the next tie, the '96 League Cup final, that dark maroon against. Now this will this could split people. '85, '86 away kit. Oh, uh, that's a cult classic, isn't it? Yeah, but the, it's synonymous with misery. That's true. Um, sometimes you have to look past that. It's it's sometimes hard, isn't it? Because you, you see a kit, and it could be the best kit in the world, but if the Hearts team that wore it were shite, it's yep. hard to... Not that that Hearts team were, were, were shite, but obviously it was a very shite moment at the end of the season. Um, Doing well not swearing. You've just dropped three SH bombs in no, one sentence. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. I don't... I, I, I'm not a massive fan of that 
85-86 away, I have to say. It's kind of like, it's got a bit of that cult classic, as I say, but I don't it's think it's... Cup final from the League Cup final, hasn't it? That dark maroon. For me, that would, that would be the winner in terms of the quality of the kit. I know that people like, it's it's kind of got, I like that we've had that 85-86 away. It's very different, but... Oh yeah, of course. It's, but it was, it was, it's synonymous with might have won the league and might have won the cup. Yeah, I'd probably go there. But anyway, but, but it's not, we'll, we'll let Twitter decide anyway. Yeah, of course, 96 League Cup final. I don't think we wore that strip again. I think that was a one and done. Um, I think it took us until God knows how many years later to get that same shade of, of maroon. Okay, and the final fixture of the top half, 1977 to 79 umbral long-sleeved home jersey that had the little umbral um, down the sleeve. Oh, I quite like, I, like proper. Yeah. With the umbral logo, but yeah. in like a row and with a yes. lines either side. So it's yeah, I and it's a proper Good. collar again, wasn't it? That one. Yep. Good one. That will play Alim Özturk's Argentina kit from Easter Road. I would go with the the 70-79, actually. I have to say, I, I liked the kit that season for the Foundation of Hearts element, but I didn't think it was fantastic apart from, you know, if it was just a normal kit with a normal sponsor, the Argentina way, it would have been not rubbish or anything, but it would have just been, I guess, a regular away kit that you forget about a few years later. Yeah. For, for me, anyway. I agree with that. Okay, that concludes the top half of the draw. Mm-hmm. The bottom half of the draw, the Ajax-style kit from 72-73 that Donald Ford scored okay. at Ibrox. Hmm. That's a, see, that's an interesting one because I really hated the 2009-2010 when it was reverse Ajax. I really didn't like that. Um, you know, the, the season we had yes. Jeffries in Ian, charge, Ian actually. Black wore that. And Kevin Kyle, and I think, of with yes. his headed winner when it was it yep. was all maroon in the back, but most of the front was white because I, I didn't like that. It was the wrong way around for me to have the main part of it white and the sides. Mm-hmm. See, it's weird. To me, that's like a... It's weird that being a home kit for me because there's so much white in the shirt and the shorts. And in the socks, actually, isn't it, that season? I've just, I had to look up to remind myself what the shorts and the socks were. But um, I like it. But I don't know if it should be a Hearts home kit. I know that's not what we're voting on here, but I would almost have it as like a third kit or a special kit. You know, like the type of thing that big clubs always do. You know, they release as many kits as they can because they can make money off it. But um, almost like a special occasion kind of kit. Um, but in its own right, yeah, it's different. I like it. So, that will face the Texaco Cup 1971 white and maroon stripes. Oh, I th- think I know which one. I have to, I'd have to, I'd have to look that one up again, actually. Texaco That's Cup. an early 70s battle in the bottom half of the draw in the first time. Was it big stripes? Or pinstripes? No, I think it was big stripes. I think it was. I'd have to look it up, but we'll get we'll get pictures for the Twitter feed, so you're not just going on um, course, our voices yeah, or, or words, obviously. Yeah, because um, that that would not that would not be ideal. No. Um, oh, I'm 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 wrong. I do have a picture in front of me. It it was candy stripes. It was it was yeah. candy stripes. So we're gonna. It was. I mean, they weren't thin, but there was what three, four. It wasn't like the one that you're gonna go on to, I think, in the next round. Uh, no. Yeah, it it was kind of it, yeah, it was it was 
candy stripe. So yeah, that's a funky one. Well, again, we'll we'll put pictures so you can choose. Um, okay, uh, tie number six of eight in the round of sixteen. Um, the pony away kit uh, with the blue and white stripes, which I believe was the one we wore at Hamden when we beat Aberdeen in the cup semi final late on. Yeah, uh-huh. Robbo and Alan Johnston yep. scored that game, didn't they? Yep. So that will face. Oh, here's a good one. The Buckta jersey with the candy stripes. I think of um, Jimmy Sanderson. Yeah, I. So let me just. Have, so you're saying the, yeah, away blue and white pony away blue and white. Yep, you're right. That's the Hamden one. I think of yeah. I think of Jimmy with a very rare goal at Pataudry wearing that yes. kit. And that yeah. silly celebration. And that ridiculous celebration with Scott Crabb that they devised for Robbo to try and make him improve <laughs> his celebrations. I would go with the I would go with the Sanderson candy stripes yes, personally. Um, okay. Yeah. Penultimate fixture of the round of sixteen. Um, the nine, uh, sorry, the twenty sixteen seventeen Puma kit, the home kit with the round neck. Mm, okay. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. fine. Versus the rarely worn nineteen ninety three. <laughs> Yellow away kit we wore at Dundee. What nothing draw that is. That's that's that's, that's one of these. How did the they get through when we reached the final last year? Uh, how did they get through? Well, the Puma one beat the ninety seven ninety eight home Olympic one, and the Dundee yellow beat ninety one ninety two Admiral home. Christ, that's yeah, like that's um, a... who was in the last sixteen of the last World Cup? I can't think. That's like um, the. Sweden against Switzerland. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's what are a they doing there? Tie. They're not going to do anything. It's a nothing tie. Um, um, it's yeah. disappointing. It doesn't even deserve discussion. And the final um, round of 16 tie, the eighth one, is a good one. It's the Renault home kit from 84-85 against one of my favourites, the black and blue Inter Milan mm. change kit. For the away one for me. Um, the Renault one's fine. Yeah. But I really like that. And I think, did you see there was these concept designs of that? People were hoping hard to do Oh, my it. goodness. How good were they? It looks really good. I have to find that and maybe retweet it. Um, I can't remember where I saw it. I can't even remember who did it. But um, they did like a concept design of that Inter Milan black and light blue style uh, for this season, you know, with, with the Umbro on it this time. And I thought it looked tremendous. And um, that's where it would be, you know, that's where sometimes you think it would be good to get potential input from fans because something like that would have well that's and, your customers that's your, that's who's going to buy them and the, and the, if you see the reaction to it you saw a lot of people tweeting it that would have you know that would have sold like hotcakes that would have oh, made the club the and you didn't yep. it wouldn't have it's just the colours really you don't have to come out with it doesn't have to be some fancy clever design you know just stripes pick the right colours hey presto there you go um, mm-hmm. so that yeah that would that one for me would win out of those two for sure I think that'll probably go not all the way necessarily, but it'll go pretty deep. It might even go all the way. Um, yeah, there's some good ties in there and, and some <laughs> some Montrose against Queen of the Souths. But hey, you get to vote on them, Indeed. and hopefully we can we can play this to a conclusion. So we'll put those Sometime on the yeah. We'll put those on the Twitter. Um, so we'll put them on the, the Twitter, Twitter feed. What was that? The Twitter. The Twitter. I've got to sound like an old person talking about it. Yep. Laurie, are you on the Twitter? Uh, we will put it on Twitter. I was going to say the Twitter account, and then 
didn't get there. So we'll put it on the Twitter account, at Around the Funnel, and you can vote on these. And they will come with images, so you're not just relying on our <laughs> our discussions and descriptions of them, which we realise for a lot of them aren't the clearest. And you can vote on these, and we'll, we'll have a, a quick catch-up on them next time in terms of how they're doing. So not much else to speak about just now because we haven't had any updates on the arbitration. Uh, well, we have... do an extra if if it's if it's a groundbreaking decision. Yeah. We'll do an extra if it's just a kind of uh, there's twenty pence now piss off. Um, will we do an extra for that? We'll see. We'll see what the reaction is because I guess the problem with <laughs> the thing is as well whatever the result is there could be a follow up an appeal or from either side we we don't know so we'll we'll wait. And see what happens. There might be an extra show if there's enough demand, I suppose, if there's enough um, either delight or enough outrage that justifies it. Um, so keep an eye on the the Twitter um, and we will let you know if there is one coming. It's good to see as well that the 8,000 mark has been passed in terms of season tickets. So yes. uh, really encouraging, you know, especially given there's still... Well, two and a half months or something till uh, almost three months actually until the league season is due to start good to see fans already renewing and we know it's a, you know, it's a tough time for so many people um, so people still digging deep and buying tickets I think that's great to see and hopefully we'll have big crowds at Tencastle regardless of whether we're in the championship or whatever happens um, we'll be back next week or we'll be back in a few days depending on what happens um, a few hours a few hours, yeah. You never know. Uh, but thank you for joining me, Mark. Uh, it's it's, well, it's been interesting. And for those who are new to the show, and maybe we're hoping for someone else, we're, we're hoping we'll have some more guests on very soon. So stay tuned to Scarves Around the Funnel uh, for more on that. And, of course, more on Heart of Midlothian, which is our focus every week. You.